Why does my team suck so much? He's small. He's no Todd Gurley. My 98 moves are paying off. Mason Crosby. He's so soft and delicate. I want to touch him. <laughs> I don't know. Like he just goes like. One time in the shower. I guess it's hard to figure out exactly when to drop these fools. The I Hate Fantasy Football Podcast starts now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I hate fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Thelma. You might know my cousin, the one that lives on Sesame. So joining me today are Dixie and Tech. Say hi, guys. What up, <laughs> What's up, everybody? All right, it's back to my normal voice. It's Halloween. I had to dress it up a bit. Thank you for tuning into the show. I hope that wasn't off-putting, <laughs> too off-putting. Um, but yeah, this week was a, a big week. A lot happened in fantasy. It was just a trade deadline. A lot of big things happened there. So let's try to get some fantasy stuff out of the way so we can dig into the trade deadline and everything that happened. So let's start off with... Two things. All right, Dixie, so why don't you start us off? What were your two things? What two big things stood out to you about week eight? Well, my two things are another disappointment in the first one and a surprise. So my first thing, Julio Jones. So he's been pretty mediocre this season, kind of just saving face with yardage outputs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, everybody says, oh, next week's going to be the week for this guy. Well, this week, this last week, he just played the Jets. So the Jets don't really have a strong secondary. And if he didn't catch a 54-yard bomb in the second half of the game, he would have ended the night basically with 20 receiving yards against the Jets. It's like Alshon Jeffrey. Right, keep going, Dixie. <laughs> right, so he had three catches for 74 yards. He got targeted six times. This is the number one receiver on his respective team. Also, everybody sees him as maybe the top receiver in the NFL, athletically. But he's just not producing. Every week he's been a disappointment so far, except one week. But that might be seen as fun. Luki now. He gets these dream matchups pretty often and they just keep souring. You sound like PJ last week. Just shitting on <laughs> Julio Jones. His ex. I had to. His ex. No, no that ex thing was trash. <laughs> and then my second thing is a surprise. The tight end for the Colts, Jack Doyle. Oh, yeah. So Picked so him up in a pinch. He's a he's a plotter. He's not he's not super fast. He's not gonna jump out of the gym. But you know what? He's been a solid checkdown for Jacoby Brissett. Hey man, Brissett week. found the guy who can he can rely on. He's gonna keep yeah, hitting him. Little underneath passes to him, and he actually put up a monster stat line. Oh yeah, twelve catches for hundred twenty-one yards and a touchdown. Those are tight end one numbers. Mm-hmm. From a from actually an anemic offense. Yeah, that's so, pretty bad. I mean, it's a pretty 
surprising find then if you know if he get if he keeps getting 14 targets a game he's good hell yeah yeah i wasn't too confident in him going into it but it looked like his usage was trending up and this was kind of a best case scenario so i'm happy about it it didn't give me a win but i'm so happy about it and how about you tech two things that came from the same game dolphins offense sucks dick (laughs) Like, I knew they were bad, but I didn't think they were that bad. And, like, everybody was happy that, that Matt, that I guess Jay Cutler was going to miss a game and Matt Moore's going to come in. And, uh, you know, after last season, he was supposed to, you know, after he went, what, three three and one? At the end of the season, after Ryan Tannehill got injured, um, they thought, you know, Dolphins were going to look good on Thursday night, but they were shut out 40 zip against the Ravens and. As a Parker owner, I wish he had played that game. Maybe it would have been a different story. Um, but the Dolphins just didn't look like they didn't have any, didn't have any weapons out there mm-hmm. on Thursday night. Um, Ravens secondary just shut down all the receivers. Jai, I think he did pretty well, but uh, even then, he wasn't able to lift the offense. And then the defense just, I don't know. There was no defense to speak of. Yeah. And uh, second, those Ravens fans. This is the first time ever I went to I went into MMT Bank Stadium <laughs> to watch the Dolphins play against the Ravens, and it was Thursday night, and I guess every young person had to go to sleep early in the city, <laughs> and I guess nursing homes had a field trip, and all the old motherfuckers of the city went to that game. Now, surrounded by Ravens fans, and even though they were up big during that game, they were mad that I was standing up cheering for my team. So never again will I go to Ravens game. Uh, if anyone from Baltimore is listening, we appreciate it. Thank you for <laughs> listening to the show. All right. I'm going to have to go with, and I know I've gone with him before, but I just, I can't help it. Deshaun Watson. The man is incredible. Uh, I think this is the toughest defense he's faced. And it's definitely the best performance that I've seen him put out. Uh, 402 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions, but... I mean, when you uh, the other things considered, it's pretty impressive, especially the way he was throwing it against a very tough defense in a very tough stadium to play in. Next is Juju Smith-Schuster, who I got, I guess, um, was rejuvenated after losing his bike. <laughs> no, but seriously, this guy looks impressive. Um, and you think Antonio Brown's jealous? He's definitely jealous. Uh, I mean, not not Antonio Brown, but definitely Martavis. Oh, Martavis Bryant is hurt. He's... Juju is this year's Eli Rogers. <laughs> Bro, Eli didn't put up a hundred. That's yards. that's a good comparison. But <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he... he had a couple good games and then he disappeared. Juju just like, with just like Juju's bike. <laughs> Juju with 193 yards, one touchdown, and that one touchdown was for 93, 97 yards. Uh, so that's a uh, looks like a, a nice. A nice game for an upcoming talent. He looks good. He looks like a promising guy to, um, for the Steelers. He's young, he's young and, and you know what? He's leading the league in in best celebrations. And nothing, Dixon. He, he, he has kind of like that <laughs> likable superstar kind of thing. You know, like uh, it's kind of how OJ. Uh, OJ. <laughs> <laughs> Not OJ. Yeah, he's likable. <laughs> he used to be. Oh, OBJ, not, not Tiger Woods. 
OB, what am I saying, man? ODB. <laughs> Odell Beckham. So many people oh, hate dirty him. Bastard. <laughs> oh, dirty bastard. Odell, Odell Beckham. You know, he got famous off that one catch. Marketed it like crazy. I wonder if Juju's going to do that same thing with this bike thing. You know, all press is good press. He's been doing it. Been blowing up on Twitter. Yeah. Should be interesting to see what pans out for the rest of the season and going into next season. See if he's a draftable player. All right, guys, and now let's talk trade deadline because a lot of crazy stuff happened today. Where do you want to start? Actually, let's start with the Dolphins since that was one of your two things. Let's go straight into Jai. How do you guys feel about that? Well, I mean... uh you know, Adam Gase roasted the whole Dolphins offense. He was basically saying, like, the only thing that he can trust right now is the defense. Mm-hmm. Saying that none of the offensive, a lot of the offensive players aren't really, like, you know, taking this home to study. Actually, you know, trying to work on their craft, get better. Basically threw them all under the bus. And I'm sure that was huge in deciding to part ways with the Jai. Sure. I also heard that he didn't like... uh that recently Ajay has been really combative and talking back and stuff. But, but, but see, that, that's what he did last year when uh, Aaron Foster was a starter. And uh, I think it was week two. They were traveling to I don't know where. And Jay Ajay stayed home. Adam Gates <laughs> told him to stay home. And Aaron Foster retires and then Jay Ajay just blows up the next game. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think that's what he was doing because, you know, it, it's like on Twitter, I don't know, there, there, there was a lot of people saying that Adam Gates was trying to show, the t- or trying to send a message to the team. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're trying to send a message to the team, you're not going to send <laughs> your best player, a, a player who's complaining to a seven and one team who's <laughs> going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Thinking, well, I can complain and then be a, on a championship <laughs> or an, a championship caliber team. It's like <laughs> yes. I'm sure that's not what Adam Gates is trying to do. Like, yeah. You know, but I mean, oh, Jai is happy. Another was that uh, you know, Jai his his rushing average is like three point four. Mm-hmm. So pretty much you can put any running back back there and get 3.4 yards. So I don't I don't think they're worried about a drop off in, in running back production. Um, the only thing is that they that the offense settled for a fourth round pick. Yeah, and, it's kind of you know, low. We saw Kevin Benjamin, like Ryan uh, said, go to the go to Buffalo for a third and seventh round pick. It's like I feel like a giant uh, for a giant the Dolphins could have got a lot more than just a fourth round pick. Yeah. Even though I think a giant was like a fourth or fifth round selection for the Dolphins. And I think that's another reason why Jarvis wasn't moved, because other teams are saying, "Well, we can get a Jai for fourth round pick, you know, then we shouldn't have to buy high on Jarvis, sure. especially because you know he'll be a free agent after this season." Right. So I think nobody took the bait on on Jarvis. That's true. Yeah, I think also the the teams interested in Jarvis were in the division, like the Patriots and the Bills were looking at him, and that'd be a dumb move for the Dolphins. And how do you guys feel about his new team, him being on the Eagles? How do you think that looks for current JHI owners and Blunt owners? Honestly, I'm going to go with the unpopular opinion and say that his production's not going to skyrocket. It's going to stay similar. Even though it's a high-flying offense, I think it's going to stay a high-flying offense, just focusing more on the Carson Wentz and receiver attack. Like, now you got to respect Ajay, which probably opens up the pass even more. So, right. I mean, we'll see how it shakes out. But 
I'm going to bet that Jai doesn't have like a monster jump in his production. It's just going to be a slight increase. So right now they're saying that Blunt is still the starting running back. That probably won't last. But I'm pretty... Yeah. Forget that. <laughs> but I'm sure you'll probably still get like the goal line carries. Well, Blunt, yeah. I feel like Blunt and Ajayi are very similar. And a lot, a lot of people are saying that Ajayi has the uh, the pass catching aspect to him. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to his college days, but with the Dolphins, I mean, whenever he has a pass thrown to him, he drops it, right? And the Dolphins have Smallwood coming back, and they have a uh, Burner who or Barner who who they've been you know using on third downs, and he's pretty quick, he's pretty shifty, and Clement also. Well, they're both pretty shifty, and they can catch the ball out of the backfield. So there's just too many running backs back there. I, I don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah, it should be interesting to see. Um, that's still a really good team, though. I think Jai will get more opportunities on the Eagles, at least more opportunities to get some more more fantasy points. So I think that's, that's good for for his owners. I'd be excited about that. Now, uh, how about this Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers trade? It's a, it's a big upgrade for the 49ers, and it seems. Oh, yeah. Like, Garoppolo seemed um, like a good quarterback, you know, when Brady wasn't playing that year, but it is a whole different system, so we'll see what he's capable of now for real as a talent. As a, yeah, the premier quarterback. I feel like every backup quarterback for the Patriots – Looks like starting <laughs> caliber, and they switch teams and they're trash, right? Yeah. Like Hoyer, Hoyer was actually was just dropped. They'll probably pick him up. They need a backup to beat him. <laughs> exactly for a backup. Who <laughs> uh, Matt Castle? You know, he, he started for a couple of games uh, for a couple of teams, and you know, he's just a lifetime backup. So I don't, I don't know about Garoppolo. The good thing, the nice thing, especially as a, as a Dolphins fan, is that. You know what, what's what, what's New England's uh, plan for the future? <laughs> right. so Tom Brady retire soon. Brady clones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, def- this is definitely an upgrade. I, I would say over the guy they have currently running, starting a QB. Yeah, Bethard or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I don't. It's not worth learning his name. But yeah, I think this makes basically just about everyone on that offense better. Um, can't make them any worse that's true well yes you can (laughs) but hopefully that's not the case either they stay status quo or they improve that's uh you know carlos hyde matt Breida. i'm still scared of him pierre garcon yeah that's probably the guys people have out there i don't know who else people would have george kitty litter (laughs) kittle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's much out there. <laughs> yeah, there's not Surprise much. There's that many out there. <laughs> That's about it, I think. But yeah, those those are probably trending up now. I would expect more production from those guys. How do you guys feel about Kelvin Benjamin to the Bills? I think the Bills are actually going all in this year for their playoff push. Which is surprising. I thought they were in rebuild mode, but I guess not. They have faith. See, I don't know that... Um... I feel like... Sorry, go ahead. But, but I feel like they don't really upgrade their team by getting Kevin Belgerman. It's, it's not like they, right. they throw the ball much. Exactly. And they, they just rely on, on LaShawn McCoy. 
the Panthers were at least a, a pass-first team, you know, because Jonathan Stewart has not ran the ball well this season. Um, Christian McCaffrey has mostly been used as a pass-catching back. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, they don't they don't pass the ball that much to to for for Kevin Benjamin to make that much of an impact. So I, I don't, at least fantasy wise, I don't see Kevin Benjamin Mm-mm. his value going up. No, I see uh, it going the other way. Pretty much the same thing in real life, actually. Yeah, I, I don't even think that Kelvin Benjamin is. I mean, he looks good in Carolina in their offense, but I don't know if he's gonna how he's gonna do in the Bills' offense. And yeah, like you said, they don't really throw that much, so they just made him pretty boomer boomer bust for all the Kelvin Benjamin owners. I'd be kind of disappointed about that. The nice thing is I traded for Funches, so maybe. Just maybe get some more targets. Yeah, Funches' owner should be happy. Yeah, I mean, Funches has been getting his targets. Now he's just going to get... Now like, he's going to get even more. Target. Yeah, Funches' owner should be happy. Calvin Benjamin, owners, not so much. I also found it interesting that uh, there was a trade that fell through. It was between the Bengals and the Browns. And they were sending Macaron, <laughs> McCarron, to the Browns. But that fell through in last minutes. Yeah, and then in typical Browns fashion, they dropped the ball. Yep. How do you th- do? You think that would have made him any better? You think that would have worked I, out for the Browns? <laughs> I think I think that yeah, guy. Just keep this when he had a couple of games that he played for the Bengals when Andy Dalton was out, and he looked good. He at times he looked better than Andy Dalton. Yeah. Obviously, everybody goes to the Browns to suck, but. Or- I mean, maybe he could have made he could have made it pretty. He could have made that losing record prettier. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been interesting, but it didn't happen. So I guess it's not worth covering more than that. Before we keep going into this, our friend Pablo has some thoughts for this week. He's uh, he's actually on a bit of a winning streak, so that's kind of a disclaimer. I know he's probably going to be forcing this a bit. <laughs> But let's see what he has to say in this week's Pablo's Problems. Do you know what really, really sucks? Bye weeks. You know, when you draft your team, bye weeks is something you should be looking out for. But you think to yourself sometimes, I know at least I think to myself, you know what? I'll figure it out. I can get some people on the waiver. Or maybe I'll have some trades done by then, and it'll work out. And that has not worked out for me this week. I don't really have much to complain about because I did win. I've won two weeks in a row. Actually, ever since I started bitching about it to the internet. So maybe maybe this is good luck. Maybe the fact that bye weeks this week has taken away my Jarek McKinnon my Jordan Howard, fucking Juju Smith Schuster, uh, who exploded last Sunday, killing me right, right now. I'm relying on. I have to, might have to play Bilal Pal, which is c- come on. I mean, I know I traded for this guy and I hate him. Like I don't want him to be on my team or having to rely on him to get a win this week because I just I doesn't look good man like he split the carries with Matt Forte 
Delaney Walker, I might have to flex two tight ends, one being Delaney Walker, one being Jared Cook, which is a gamble. This is bullshit. I, I have no one to blame but myself. And I mean, I might be fucked I'm going against Armando. His team's pretty strong. And it's just bullshit, dude. Like, some people benefit. Some people benefit from the others' bye weeks. And let's see what happens. But fuck them. Fuck bat. Fuck bye week hell. <laughs> so it's fantasy football. I mean, you can talk shit about, Even winning teams can talk shit about their teams. How is he failing? <laughs> I know, right? It's like, so easy. Like, you just find something to complain about. Like Bro. this guy didn't get enough points. Like, <laughs> like, look, like, look. I'm just gonna go to this team right now. Let me see this shitty bunch. He's gonna be like, "Oh my God, Alex Smith." Bro, last week he balled. This week, what does he do? Nothing. He throws one touchdown. Nothing up. Tyree Kill threw a pick. My wide receiver threw a pick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pablo, you gotta start losing again. <laughs> hey, this week might be it. At least we'll have a normal Pablo's problem because his roster is pretty bad right now. Like, it's so obvious when he's forcing it. Yeah. Like, you could talk shit about any team. I don't understand how he blew that. He has Terrell Pryor on his team. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) He has to stop getting lucky. (laughs) Come on, Pablo, you piece of shit. (laughs) All right, how about, uh, I know Dixie wants to cover this. Zeke Elliott. Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. All right, so <clears throat> I am the Zeke Elliott owner in this league. So me and all the other Zeke Elliott owners out there, you know, we're all working on that law degree, following this case, learning about all these words, preliminary injunctions, <laughs> all this stuff. So, you know, we took a big shot today when – uh this woman <laughs> judge ruled against Zeke getting a preliminary injunction. So his suspension is on for six games. Yeah, they're going to appeal again, but honestly, we need to start preparing for the worst. So, I mean, what are you going to do? The NFL sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least you're in a position where you don't really need him to make it to the playoffs at this point. So, like what I'm saying is, he should just just stop dealing with that headache and just serve the suspension so that he'll be there for the team for the playoffs. You know, if he yeah. serves it now, he'll have yeah, he'll come back like two games left or yeah, two weeks. I mean, that's that's what I would do if I were in his position. I mean, don't get me wrong; it'd be nice if he wins this last appeal. But uh, obviously, it's a there's a slim chance there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for it's... anybody that I guess doesn't doesn't know exactly what's what they're fighting about, so it's the case of Zeke versus the NFL in the sense of you know whether you know his uh the allegations warrant a six game suspension. So the main thing that the NFL Players Association and Zeke want is while the case is going on, while they're figuring out whether or not Zeke should get a six-game suspension, should he be allowed to play? The argument here is that is that there is irreparable harm, basically saying, you know, 
let's say Zeke wins and he served his six game suspension during the trial, he just lost those six games. Mm-hmm. You, you can't you can't get that back. That's their argument. So they want him to be allowed to play throughout the court battle. And then, you know, if Zeke loses, then he gets his six game suspension. So, you know, this makes sense to, you know, anyone with anyone with common sense understands that, you know, you shouldn't penalize somebody until judgment has been passed. But it is what it is. Well, that's what happens to people that go to jail. They have to sit, wait for the court date. <laughs> that's true. They're in jail this whole time. If they don't have the money for for, for bail, they got to sit until until court date. It could be months. It could be a year. Like, that's a very good point. Whether or not they're innocent. It's are deep. <laughs> so you should have bought the NFL a long time ago, man. It's a it's a very good point, yeah. Yeah, if you don't have money for bail, you have to sit there until you're well, to be to be fair, outside of the NFL court, he's innocent. Until proven guilty. No, no, like he was proven innocent. It's <laughs> this isn't gonna change the record. <laughs> this is just the NFL. You support a woman beater, Dixie. Hey man, our system says he didn't do it. That's the <laughs> NFL that's saying he did. And the NFL has sucked this year. Oh man. Alright, let's go into another Oh. No, let's not go into him, but let's talk about him. Another star RB this season that left us way too early. Nah, it sounds like he died. David Johnson. <laughs> you think it's time for to yeah. drop him? I think I think until he's placed on IR, you have to hold on. <laughs> You're holding on to hope. Yeah, I mean, until they they put him on IR or tell him he sh- or tell the media that you know he's shut down for the season, you have to hold him. I mean, it sucks he's burning a hole, but I mean, you know, their guys burning a hole in their roster for less. I just don't see how they would take the chance, especially with uh, Adrian Peterson now. Yeah, I yeah, mean, you never know. Maybe they want him. They want him to get some reps and test out his wrist. Yeah, yeah. When they traded for Adrian Peterson, I was like, "What's gonna happen with with uh, David Johnson?" Mm-hmm. I mean, so he is on IR, and there's you know a couple of leagues or a bunch of leagues play with an IR spot, so you can always move him there. Sure, yeah. And that IR that IR spot, you know, keep him in, on, on there until it's determined that he's not gonna be the the player that's eligible to return. I guess just hold out hope and. Hope that AP doesn't do well and they, they need David Johnson back. I don't know that they'd risk it. I think they're just going to let him sit out the entire season. Yeah, Bruce Arians is already doubting it. Usually people are optimistic with their star players coming back, and there's been a lot of pessimism. Excellent. So things aren't looking good, but, I mean, you yeah. still got to hold on. He could be a lotto ticket. You never know. Actually, that reminds me. Dixie, are you still holding on to Andrew Luck? Or that guy was dropped a long time ago. <laughs> me, me and all the Colts fans were bamboozled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what a waste of a draft pick. At least it was late. And Ramos gave me Cam Newton. Ramos <laughs> always gives me his starting quarterback every year. He just dropped him. Yeah, Drew Brees last year. Thank you, Ramos. <laughs> Well, to be fair, Cam Newton did have some bad games at the beginning of the season. It was looking ugly. And there was also some interesting news that I think would make Hansel very happy. So apparently Josh Gordon 
is in New York and he has plans to meet with the NFL to discuss his reinstatement. <laughs> Do you think that happens this season? I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone for anyone that missed the episode last week, Hansel loves Josh Gordon circle jerk. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So he has this this dream that Josh Gordon is gonna come back. He drafted Josh Gordon. Um <laughs> He he still misses him from like two years ago. He just he's in love with him. Might as well turn this into a keeper league and let him hold him. He's just gonna keep drafting him even after he retires. When he gets caught <laughs> with weed, with the weed again. When gets, he's retired, he's gonna call Yahoo again. Hey man, why isn't Judge Gordon eligible to pick up? <laughs> I need him on my bench. Actually looking for Kevin Johnson and the very slim chance that he gets picked up by somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Not, he's not available. Yahoo, though. Hey, he's available. If anybody needs a good luck charm. Man, the Lions wasted that talent. Freaking Lions. Yeah, it's disappointing. What did they waste? Hey, Barry Sanders and now Calvin. Yeah. That sucks. And Justin Blackman. <laughs> Justin Jack Blackman. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? Another Josh Justin Gordon. Blackman? Yeah. He he got fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Last time I saw him he was on that, that dash cam video on that police on that DUI. <laughs> That's a good place to be. Nice. <laughs> Last one I have jotted down here is uh Danny Woodhead. So it seems like he's practicing and he's eligible to come back after the bye week. Week Whoa. ten. Yeah. You, you just took one Bro, of my waiver I've been flip-flopping on, on Ravens running backs the whole season. Oh, man. At Buck Allen and Collins, then Buck Allen and Collins, and I'll Buck Allen. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. Buck yeah, because... Well, we, to, we mostly talked... To... Actually, yeah, let's try to squeeze in some waiver talk now since... Uh... Yeah, yeah you, you already screwed me on my waiver pick. Well, might as well <laughs> spoil the rest in this week's... Down to the Wire. There's some interesting choices out there, especially with the whole Zeke thing happening. Um, there's still bye weeks going on, so a lot of people are being affected by that. So what are some of the picks? So who are the, I'm not going to say who are the players you're targeting, but who are the players you think people should be targeting this week? So obviously you got, um, you know, Zeke, he's looking to be suspended for six games. Mm-hmm. If you've been holding that number one waiver pick all year, I mean, this might be the week to use it. There's a couple of starting talents that are appearing. Most of them gambles, but uh, uh, I imagine you got to take a shot. Oh, who are you taking a shot on? <laughs> well, <laughs> you're like stalling. You're like, is, you're like a politician. Is, you're talking, you're like walking around the, the question. You guys got to pick up players, but I'm not going to tell you who. Fuck you guys. I mean, now you got to take your shot. It's like, it's a vague ass statement. I can, I can replay that every week. <laughs> you guys got a need. Pick up some money. You have a need. Worry, <laughs> well, if I had to pick between Morris and McFadden, might be biased, but Say I it, think baby. I'm going to leave Morris just because he's actually had you have him week after week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say uh, you can't land one of the Cowboys guys. 
How do you feel about Alex Collins if he's out there on the waiver wire? Especially with these news about uh, about Woodhead. Is that someone you're trying to grab if he's I, in the I waiver? Trust, I, I can't trust those running backs, man. Like, like I said, I've been flip-flopping between Buck Allen and, and Collins. And Collins has been looking good in terms of like uh, yards per carry. You know, but then there was the the fumbling issue that they were so concerned about early in the season. And then Buck Allen, I don't know, it's just it's a mess. At one game, it looks like it's going to be maybe like a passing type game where Buck Allen might be more involved. Mm-hmm. Some games it looks like Alex Collins will be more involved, and then for some reason they just do the opposite, or, or they don't they don't produce as as you would think. So I don't know. I feel like they would. I th- I feel like the Ravens are still going to give each their touches. Uh, but I don't think any of them is going to lead in a, in a big way. Um, I mean, Alex Collins has looked good all, all season. Yes. With every touch he, he's gone, but uh, it's, I feel like it's just going to be risky. I think another RB you should go out and get if he's out, out there in the waiver wire is Marlon Mack. Looks like they're still uh, using Gore as a starter. But, um, I mean, Mack looks a lot more explosive than Gore. And they're also using his patch catching ability, so uh, that's someone who could still get you, you know, reliable flex numbers. And I'm pretty sure his uh, usage will increase as the season goes on. You know, Gore is the much older player. I'm pretty sure they'll need to rest him. So that's someone I like. Yeah, I agree. But there's also. You know, same thing uh, with the running backs. You know, another gamble at running back. Uh, Jai is gone. Mm-hmm. So, Kenyon Drake could be available. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure Kenyon Drake is available in your league. <laughs> so, I'd take a chance on him. I mean, he's he looks like he's going to be the lead back. Maybe a poor offense, but, you know, they've, they've had some wins. To get a back that, you know, is going to get some touches. Yeah, how would you, how do you guys feel about Dion Lewis? Man, I, I hate having to deal with the Patriots running backs because every week it's a gamble. It, it looks like he's getting used. Looks like his so far his usage is solid, but you still have to worry about uh, Rex Burkhead, Mike Gillisley, and James White has a pretty solid role as a PPR guy. <laughs> he's gonna get touches. He's used in a passing game, but. How about the other guys? Is Deion Lewis worth a look? Uh, I mean, based on his volume, he's definitely worth a look. But you can't get your hopes up. I mean, the last two games for the Patriots have been very run-oriented. They definitely have ran more rushing plays than passing plays. And that's not always going to be the case with them. There's going to be a lot of games where they throw more than they run. And once those games start appearing, you're going to get Deion Lewis with eight touches Burkhead with five, Gillis Lee with three, White with seven. And it's going to be all over the place. And it's going to be a, you know, it's a roulette gamble. You don't really know what you're going to, which one is going to get the touchdown. Right. Uh, let's shift over to receivers now. So I think a guy you definitely have to go out and get after a week like this is Juju, right? I mean, if he's out there, you got to grab him. Unfortunately, in our league, he's already been taken. But um, definitely looks promising for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Big Ben, he's not, he hasn't retired yet. Still going to be throwing. And Antonio Brown gets a lot of attention. 
So Juju is going to have a lot of one-on-ones, uh, usually in the Martavis Bryant role. I mean, Martavis had a great year last year in that position. If Juju is going to be playing it, he'll probably produce also. Somebody I like, uh, I, w- I want to say Paul Richardson, but I've, I've never liked the Seahawks offense mm-hmm. in terms of like passing. And I feel like their, their receivers are a lot of boom, boomer buzz. Yeah. Um, and at this point, really, uh, most of the waiver wire pickups are, are that, right? The running backs, they're in very risky situations as like, you know, Deion Lewis and, and uh, Alex Collins. And right. then the, 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 court, the uh, receivers are always going to be boomer buzz. But I think Robbie Anderson, um, yeah, outside surprising. of Austin, you know, is Jay. Uh, the Jets don't really have any other uh, player to pass it to except for Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Um, so Robbie Anderson is always going to get his targets, you know, and the Jets aren't always going to be ahead in the game. They're most likely going to be behind, so they're going to be passing. Uh, so I feel like A.S.J. and, and Robbie Anderson, they're both going to gobble up all their targets on, on the Jets. That's a good one. Another one that just came another to one. me. Sorry to cut you off, but just another Sorry, one that just came to me that um, um, if he's still out there on your waiver, you should go out and get is Shepard for the Giants. Forgot his first name. Yeah, he's going to be the bottom of he already has some rapper with Sterling uh, Shepard, right? Yeah, Sterling. Sterling. Yeah, if, if anyone forgot about him because he hurt his ankle and he's sitting on your waiver wire, you should go and pick him up because they really don't have any wide receivers. The receiver they have is Engram. That's about it. And like yeah, Dixie said, he has a good rapport guy. with the QB. He should get a lot of looks. At least. <laughs> At least some looks. Not guaranteeing yeah, the passes. You, want, you always chase the target, and it looks like sure. his target share is going to be there, so definitely. Definitely. And the, a position that's always uh, a struggle, or has been a struggle this season, at least for me, has been the tight end. And like Dixie mentioned earlier, Jack Doyle. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what an impressive performance, and it looks like his usage is just continuing to trend up upwards. While Brissett is the QB. So if you're struggling at tight end, I wouldn't look any further than Jack Doyle. Unfortunately, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I'd go big on Jack Doyle if you have the funds. I know that sounds stupid, but I don't think Brissett can throw to anyone else. He's scared. Yeah, he's, he's looking like a check down machine. Pretty much. Who you picking up, Dixie? With my zero budget? Yeah. <laughs> I could put $1 on it. I could put zero bucks and still win because I'm in the yeah, last exactly. place. <laughs> At this point, you might as well claim them all. I don't have the spots, man. I got, I, got enough, I got enough boomer bus players, man. Okay, guys. Well, we've reached that point in the podcast where it's time to face off. But actually, this week's a little interesting because these guys aren't facing off. So their insults will be will come with no response. Basically, they're just both insulting different people. But I guess that'll, that'll be interesting in this week's Smack Talk Face Off. Do I go first or me, Tech? Yeah, who's going first? Who's going first this week? Who's going first go this ahead, week? Dixie. All right. All right, so this week, I'm going into my matchup with no worries. 
Easy win for me. I have no faith in your team, Hansel. You have Antonio Brown, Hunter Henry, Danny Amendola, and even your precious Josh Gordon on bye. Antonio is the sole bright spot on your roster. And just like the other players you had going for you, you tried shopping him as well. Let's face it, you don't even believe in your team. You made a good move getting rid of a Dolphins player in Landry, but you still ended up with three Dolphins on your team. You must have been hanging out with the ex-O-line coach to think that was a good idea. <laughs> your team is like the Barbara Goldman basketball starting lineup. Nobody can name them. Oh, and you drafted Amari Cooper, didn't you? Well, he made his way to my team and has a surprise for you this Sunday night. You say he has no hands, right? Well, he's going to drop this L right on your team this week. Hansel got his ass handed to And <laughs> he can't even respond. <laughs> Hansel wasn't respond at some other point. All right, now it's time for Tech to let Ryan know how he feels about their matchup this week. Tech, are you ready? Yeah. All right, let him have it. All right, Ryan, this is my third podcast. In the first two, I talked shit to my opponent, and I lost both of them. I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna talk shit about my own team. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna make this a sarcastic shit talking session. All right. Ryan, you are going to whoop the shit out of my team. Well, I guess your team would whoop the, whoop the shit out of my team. <laughs> but um, I see my I see Mike Michael Crabtree getting at least twenty points. Thomas actually getting a touchdown this this week. Another forty points added to your total. George Nelson, worst first round pick in fantasy football history. I, I don't even know why the fuck I should have just let you have him. Him and DeMarco, two guys who I tried blocking from you, backfired on me. So this is probably the worst team in fantasy football history. Aside from Carson Wentz, I got Devontae Parker, who hasn't played a game, game since high school. Jordan Nelson, who I don't even think is going to get a target this week. Aaron Jones is going to change his name to Mike Jones, and everybody will be asking who. <laughs> and Kamara, I don't know what the fuck he's going to do this week. I wish I would just cap uh, Mark Ingram. So Hansel, if you want to trade Antonio Brown and Mark Ingram, I got you. I got a couple players. Ryan, I can't wait to beat me this week. I'm watching all the games on Sunday and Monday night since I have to sit through Monday night because I have in that game that day. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy your win. Hope you enjoy your easy win, actually. <laughs> Beating a 1-7 team. Wake up Tuesday, uh, up 4-5. <laughs> and hope to see you in the Dota playoffs. <laughs> Bro, replace Pablo's problems right. with that. <laughs> that, was, that, was, yeah, that was a better Pablo's problems than Pablo's <laughs> <laughs> contribution. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Well, you can turn Pablo's problems into the shit talking for this week, and then tech as the problems. <laughs> Switch them. <laughs> well, this week in Pablo's problems.
I'm overconfident <laughs> about my two wins. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of this one week of Pablo's problems, I want him to win the build up. Damn. <laughs> and as is my bold prediction every year, Pablo will win the dildo this year. <laughs> Eventually, it'll be Drew for all of us. Eventually, right? Sixty, you should start losing so you're in the dildo playoffs and you can hand him the dildo. <laughs> oh, I said I was going to do that that one year and I would have I taken it if I listened to my advice. <laughs> I might do it. I might do it this... Uh... Might lose on purpose, or I guess I guess I, I, you know I've been don't doing do that, it, but yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> and I lost on purpose. I said I was gonna lose on purpose so that I can give Hansel the dodo, and I would have lost. Not a good plan. <laughs> you never know once you're in the dodo bowl. You get your win, and you ride out. Anything could happen. Look at me. I was one win away from playoffs, and I ended up with the dodo. That's disappointing. <sighs> And it was all because I started Martellus Bennett at tie, at at the flex position the first week against Stanio. I still remember. If I would have played the other person who was on my bench who I don't remember, I just remember Bennett being in my flex position, then I would have won. <laughs> but I don't know who the other guy was. I don't remember. I blame Bennett. All right, Ricky, Ricky Williams. <laughs> Ricky Williams. All right, guys. Well, I wish you guys, I wish you guys luck. Dixie, I wish you luck, and Ryan, I wish you luck. <laughs> Apparently, Tech wants me to wish Ryan luck, not him. Trying to reverse the curse. I wish you luck too, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so demoralizing. We'll catch you next week. Bye. You've just listened to the I Hate Fantasy Football Podcast. Join us next week for more nonsense. Goodbye. All right, so this week I play wait. Hold on, I gotta play the. I've gotta play the music. I thought you just cut that in or something. I don't know. <laughs> Go. I'm gonna play the music so it pumps you up. I'm playing Hansel. That's all the pump up I need. Ooh.